Well, welcome to the first episode of Tasty Deep Dives,、uh, hosted by Catherine and Isabel. Hello.、Uh, hello. And、uh, I am Catherine, and、uh, we are excited for this first episode.、Uh, Tasty Deep Dives is a podcast that came out of the food corporation, actually, Voco Mocum. That's how Isabel and I know each other.、Uh, so we are both members and volunteers there. And、uh, yeah, we started this podcast to,、uh, to raise awareness for the food industry and、uh, also have fun. Yeah, and we also want to inspire people and share cool stories and perspectives of people actually trying to change the food industry, whether as a producer or a distributor or just as a customer. There are many stories to be told, and we hope we can do that with our podcast. Yeah. So today, our first episode, we have.、Uh, I'm going to let Isabella pronounce her name because it's a Dutch name,、uh, but she is the chairman of the board at the Odin Food Co op.、Um, Merle Komans van den Dries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the chat was really, really fascinating, very interesting.、Uh, she's been working for the company for 16 years,、um, so she knows a lot about the industry and about organic food. And,、uh, you know, if you just cut to the chase, I think eat organic would be her advice. So.、Uh, Yeah, and, and I would like to add、uh, go check out Odin, not only their supermarket, but also their website because they organize all kinds of cool events and courses that you can take.、Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining us here on、uh, Tasty Deep Dives episode one. And today we have、uh, Merla Kumens van de Dries. Did I say that right? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> okay, nice.、Uh, you know, pardon my, my Dutch over here. Some of the Dutch names are a bit difficult for me to pronounce as I am not native Dutch.、Uh, but、uh, thank you so much for joining us today.、Uh, I am Catherine and I'm joined by my co host, Isabel. Hello. And. Yeah, we are excited to, to have you on for our first episode.、Um, so, thank you. And just to start out, could you just tell us a little bit about, your, about yourself? <laughs> Give our listeners just a little understanding of who you are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm、uh, Merle.、Um, I'm 50 years old. I live in the middle of the Netherlands,、uh, five meters、uh, below sea level. So, that's maybe also interesting. <laughs> um, And、uh, for about 25 years now, I work uh, with uh, organic food, organic farmers.、Um, I st- studied、uh, communication and design in Rotterdam. And uh, during my study, I、um, became more interested in, in、um, healthy food, healthy agriculture. Uh, but I didn't know exactly what to do with it. And then there was an open day of a school for biodynamic agriculture. And I went there and I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So after my study in Rotterdam, I went on with a study for bi-、uh, biodynamic agriculture. And、um, yeah, that was a very nice、uh, study, very nice period also. Uh, I lear- learned、uh, how to grow vegetables, but also how to、uh, milk cows, for, for example.、Um, but、um, in the end of 
uh, at the end of the study, I went uh, for a practicum to uh, do an information center in uh, in Lelystad. And um, there we worked with organic and biodynamic farmers who uh, grew uh, vegetables on a larger scale. And they started a cooperative. And uh, um, I, um, I helped welcoming uh, people from all over the world to show them uh, that it's possible to do that. Uh, so that was my first job. I did that for about five years. And so, so it went on actually. And now for uh, already 16 years, I work for Odin. And um, I came to the company uh, at the time that we had, I think, six organic shops. Um, we used to, uh, to work uh, as a wholesale company. Uh, we, we became a little bit famous with, uh, with our uh, uh, vegetable and fruit uh, bags. Yeah, it's a box scheme, but we mm-hmm. call it bags. <laughs> and, um, and, but then in 2000, we started with, uh, with uh, organic shops, but we were not really used to uh, running shops. So I came uh, to, to Odin to help uh, well, yeah, with um, yeah, developing the shops. Um, and since a few years now, I'm in the board of directors and also became the chairman of the company. Uh, we transformed to a co- cooperative in, uh, I think, almost 10 years ago. Um, so uh, it's a very interesting company. I'm I'm pretty um, I'm, I'm quickly bored. How you call that? So I'm not so. Uh, <laughs> but it it has never happened to me until now to become bored because we have a lot of things we do, a lot of developments, and it's very nice to uh, to uh, work every day on something you think is it's uh, it's important and also it makes sense. Uh, so I'm a very happy person, actually. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And you already touched a little bit upon your the company's history. So if I understand correctly, it started out as a service of food boxes. Uh, now, yeah, now we started as a wholesale company. Mm-hmm. So we delivered uh, um, products to uh, shops in in the Netherlands and also to uh, food co-ops. Uh, but then. Um, uh, ten years later, so we started in 1983, and ten years later we started with this box scheme. Okay. Um, and it was uh, actually the idea to um, to bring the consumers and the pr- producers together. And uh, at that time, it was not so common to buy fresh organic uh, products in in the shops. So uh, the producers did their job, and then. It, the products went to the shops, but sometimes they were there too long uh, and then the lettuce didn't look very good anymore or the, the carrots didn't look very nice. So we thought maybe we can um, make it easier uh, that you can pick up every day uh, or every week one bag with fresh products. Uh, and um, we... we um, added it with, uh, with recipes and information and, uh, yeah... That, that's um, in in the, the years we uh, afterwards we started with it. We had about twenty five thousand uh, bags every week. 
Wow. But since we have shops uh, and, and you can buy fresh products in shops, uh, it's not so big anymore, for, uh, not so important for us anymore. But the goal of making it possible for people to buy the fresh uh, products uh, is still the same, of course. Yeah. Were you one of the first companies that started that? Yeah, uh, on, a, on a national scale. So uh, there were farms uh, who were doing it, uh, but nobody was doing it on a, on a larger scale. So, yes, uh, we were the first. You can say we are the grandmother of HelloFresh. Or... <laughs> <laughs> and maybe uh, the, the grandmother uh, has retired a little bit now <laughs> doing <laughs> this. <laughs> but uh, um, the idea was not... That the, the idea of the bags is nice, of course, but it's it has to fit in your um, in your life uh, because you have to eat what's in the in the bag. So if you have beetroots or um, they're not cooked, not pre-cooked, so uh, it takes a lot of time. Uh, red cabbage, uh, maybe some things you don't like. So I think the fact that you can now buy it uh, online or in in a shop or maybe uh, you in in your market or whatever, it's um, it's a better way, I think. Hmm. Yeah, and is uh, Odin also? No, maybe first another question. What what does the name Odin uh, uh, mean? Where does it come from? Yeah, it's a god. It's a Scandinavian god. Um, he uh, uh, rides on his uh, horse with eight legs, <laughs> um, and he has two uh, birds flying all over the world to get information. Um, he has two sides. Uh, uh, it's a bit uh, of an angry god um, for some people. So if you Google on the name Odin as a god, you will see that uh, it's not always positive. But the, the, the reason to choose the name has to do, it's the god of the language also, but also of the, the traders and the travelers. And... Um, uh, and he's very, uh, he has a lot of power and he can really make things happen. And the starters of Odin thought, well, that's what you need. If you want to uh, make impact with organic, then you have to be powerful and you have to know what's happening in the world. So um, they thought it's, it was a good name. And um, with, we still like the name. It's, uh, it's, uh, so, yeah, it's short and powerful. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I think you've done that as well. <laughs> made the uh, made the stance on organic food. Yeah, and maybe we have to do that a little bit more, even. But I think it was a, it was a good start. Yeah. And, and would you say that um, uh, Odin is also affected by the success uh, of organic and vegan products in the mainstream supermarkets uh, in the past past few years? And and how do you mean affected? In a positive or negative way, is this, is this maybe also part of um, uh, why you changed the strategy? Um, no, I think um, we, we're not really changing the strategy. I think I think that the times are changing, so you you uh, always have to reshuffle or uh, have a fresh look uh, uh, on what you're doing. But I think maybe that, that it's not um, 
I don't mean it arrogant, but I think a, a part of the trend that more people uh, uh, shop sustainable, uh, I think has to do with the fact that we started with a lot of other people doing it. And um, uh, so I think um, I can only be very happy that, that it's uh, uh, moving on. And um, yeah, what we now have actually, if you have a look at Holland, it's still a very small part, uh, only a, a few percent of, of the uh, consumption is, is organic. So we still have a lot of work, work to do. Um, and so we don't really have to change the strategy. I think we have to be more, um, yeah, more powerful maybe in, in the um, working to, to, uh, to, get, to gain our um, goals, how you, how you call that, to reach our goals. Um, because uh, we would like more people to eat organic because I think it's better for the world and it's better for the people. <laughs> um, so, but I also think the social uh, side and the economic side is very uh, is still underdeveloped. Uh, so uh, you can buy a lot of organic and vegan products maybe now in the supermarket. But th that hasn't changed the system of the food chain, and uh, and uh, well, you you know it uh, because you also uh, uh, work with with the food called principle. That uh, I think we have to work together uh, to to um, develop a, a healthy food chain and not be in a compet competitive uh, world where uh, uh, some people make a lot of money. And other people, uh, uh, well, don't. And also, we we uh, yeah, make a lot of uh, uh, damage in the in the world uh, because we want to to buy food as cheap as possible, and and still organic and and also vegan products in the supermarket are in the same chain as 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 the old products. So uh, in that way, nothing has changed yet. So we we still have a lot of work. I think. We can go on for the next uh, 30 years and then uh, maybe we'll be a little bit further. So it's a, you have to have a long, uh, long term. Uh, it's like a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. A marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so what do you, what does the, the chain look like if you're going to say from the farm to the fork at Odin? Um, you know, from, from when it starts at your suppliers to it ends up on my plate. How does that process look like? Um, well, you start, of course, um, with a sort of a design of the products uh, that, that you would like to offer and also the, qu the quality of the products you, uh, you like to, uh, to offer. Um, and and you, you try, and that you try to find the producers uh, to that um, question who, who can uh, produce the, the things, uh, the products you, you like to offer in the way, uh, in the quality you, you, you want. And, and, and then you, you make appointments with them uh, about um, 
the amount, price, things like that. And then uh, it all starts, actually. Um, and when you look at the, the, the vegetable bags, it was very clear that a lot of products were uh, first you made appointment, then you started producing, so sowing or planting or whatever. Um, and then it was already um, in, the, in the planning that in September, for example, the pumpkins would come and you would pack them in the bag. Uh, but you have to make the appointment in the winter before. Uh, and what you see now is that, for example, uh, growers grow things. They don't know if it will be sold or not. Uh, um, a um, customer can be a supermarket or industry can say, no, uh, in the end, we don't want it because the cauliflower is too yellow or whatever. And uh, we think if you make an appointment, the... The goal should be that uh, you you um, you do something with this product. You just you can't say after all the work that has been done, all the costs that have been made. Oh, uh, thank you. We have a different plan. And so, if the cauliflower is too yellow, you have to explain to the customers you won't die from it. It is too yellow because it was too sunny and uh, the leaves were maybe not uh, closing enough or you have to explain it and then everybody will be happy with it. So, uh, and if it's really, sometimes things really go wrong, yeah, then you're unlucky. But then everybody is unlucky because nobody has the product. Yeah. Yeah. And how does... Uh, seasonality play into that. You know, I think a big part about eating sustainable is obviously eating what's in season and rather than growing, you know, uh, strawberries in the middle of winter, uh, eating them in the summer and, you know, vice versa with uh, root vegetables or pumpkins, like you said. Um, How does Odin kind of like supply the, the stores that you have with that in mind? Or is that a part of the selection process at all? Yeah, well, we have the strategy that uh, we buy, uh, in principle, we, we buy all our products in uh, Europe, and we have some exceptions. Um, and so, for example, mangoes from Burkina Faso or uh, bananas from Peru. Um, but I think the season, uh, working with the seasons, it, it's always a discussion, but we have some uh, rules, for example, there's only one product we uh, we fly, uh, and the uh, the French beans they come from Egypt. It's a very special uh, biodynamic uh, project, and um, we f- we think it's important to um, to support this project and also to be able to offer the French beans to our customers. Um, but from other products, we say, no, we don't do that. So um, uh, no strawberries from Peru because you can't do that. Uh, so th- there's there's already a, a sort of a border. But then we sometimes have discussions. For example, in, um, in winter, you can have um, uh, raspberries, uh, for example, from Spain. And uh, some customers are not very happy with it. Uh, should we do it? Uh, shouldn't we do it? And uh, that's that's a difficult uh, that's a difficult part. 
And we yeah. don't want to um, to be too rigid, but well, we don't want to go too um, uh, too far with um, uh, answering all the wishes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, and you know, like the process that you select vendors, you only fly certain products. Um, what is the? Do you have like a, a checklist or you know, kind of like regular guidelines for how you do select all of your vendors? Yeah. Yeah, we have some guidelines, and they're not not all written down, but some are so obvious that uh, it, we would be surprised if someone wouldn't work with it. <laughs> um, and but some we have written down, and we also uh, um, would also do uh, audits uh, yeah. with producers. So we go there, and then we have a look at some uh, things we think are, are important. And it's also—it's not only um, you can have certification, so uh, it's organic or it's biodynamic. But I think it's good to go to the producer. Uh, you don't have to go there every week, but um, uh, um, for example, in Spain or Italy, or uh, when you go there, you have a different uh, talk. But you can also have a look at how they work, how they live, um, people work there. How are they treated? Uh, things like that, and then you get a better feeling. Uh, besides the certification, if it's uh, a company you would like to work with, yeah, I think so, it's uh, I think it's impressive that you do these audits uh, yourself as a company. But how often do you do this? Yeah, well, now it's with Corona, it has changed, of course. But uh, we have um, uh, we have sort of a system. So some. Uh, more uh, important uh, growers we uh, should uh, visit every year and then you can also make new appointments about uh, well, the, the, the next year the next season um, but it's it's not uh, it, it's not possible to do that every year now with Corona it's, it has become difficult some growers we only meet in between on a fair for example somewhere um, but the audits are in a sort of a system. Yeah. And what percentage of uh, your products actually come from the Netherlands? Oh, it's a good question. Um, it's a bit stupid. I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> we can but, put that later in the show notes. Yeah, yeah we can yeah. add it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then. I, and, yeah, go I ahead. think it, it differs a bit per season. In the summer, uh, we have more fresh products from the Netherlands. And in the winter, we have more stored products from the Netherlands. So um, uh, then we have to have a look at the amounts. Like in the winter, we have, to, for example, broccoli or courgette from the south of Europe. Um, but in the winter, you also have all the pumpkins and the beetroots and the potatoes and all these products, the carrots, it's, the onions, it's all from the Netherlands. And in the summer, it's more the, the uh, like lettuce, uh, zucchini, all these products. You, are, you have them in the Netherlands, so you don't get them from somewhere else. It would be yeah. a bit yeah. strange. But then you don't have apples, for example, so you import apples. Yeah, sure. And yeah. another another maybe silly question is, you know, are all of the products that you sell at every Odin store organic? Or has there been at any point, like, you know, pressure to become more of a, 
a so-called like regular grocery store where you might sell other products that are not organic? Yeah. Um, well, in principle, they should be all organic. So for fruit and vegetable, it's no discussion. Yeah, of course. Um, actually, for other products, it's also no discussion. <laughs> but, um, for example, we have now one shop in, uh, in Almere. It's a farm shop. Mm-hmm. And we have some local products from from uh, smaller producers, and uh, they are not um, certified. So we made a uh, one meter uh, shelf uh, with all these local products, and uh, it's on the shelf. It also says uh, these products are grown or produced with um, pro- with ingredients that are uh, organic grown but they're not certified organic uh, and um, that's an exception we make and then of course we have salt and water and uh, products you can't um, certificate certify and um, we have for example with fish we have if it's um, if it's grown uh, uh, fish, it's uh, uh, it, it, it has to be organic, organically. Um, how you call it? Grown, farmed, farmed. Yeah. And if it's uh, fresh from the sea or from the water, it should be sustainable uh, certified. Mm-hmm. And that's um, well, we we all have uh, seen uh, and heard about this uh, documentary. Yeah, conspiracy. Uh, so that's that's not so easy. So, but you can look. For example, I have some can uh, cans from uh, Fish Forever, and um, they can show exactly how they uh, catch the fish, and then you can really see how sustainable it is. So you you can make choices there as well. Yeah. But that's so we don't make um, we don't really make exceptions. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to uh, turn all the labels to see if it's organic or not. If it's not organic, it should be an exception, and then there should be a sign at the shelf. Yeah, it's acknowledged uh, or something. Why not? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. And Odin, Odin is really going uh, quite uh, far already. But are there also some things that Odin can still do better, uh, according to you, in terms of sustainability? Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, that's uh, always the that's a bit of our problem. <laughs> we can always we think we can do better, um, and that makes us sometimes a bit shy to uh, be happy about the things we do. But uh, we can. I can mention hundred things we can do better. Uh, for example, with our transport, we made an energy scan. And we think we can uh, use less energy. Uh, we can um, have less waste. Um, we're now in uh, October. We're going to change from uh, from one butcher uh, because we want to. Um, we want. To, we didn't want to be part of the bigger. Uh, uh, chain of, of uh, uh, where pigs are uh, slaughtered, mm-hmm. I would call it. Slaughterhouses. Um, slaughterhouses. Yeah. slaughterhouses. Yeah. Um, 
but we have to be very careful in the communication about that, of course, because you don't want to be very negative about what other people are doing, but we didn't feel happy about it anymore, the way uh, they were working. So it took us quite a long time to find a butcher who, who was working in the way we thought, yeah, uh, when, when we sell meat, it has to be uh, uh, okay from the beginning, from the farm until uh, the, the slaughter moment. Um, and um, yeah, now we can say we, we've been through the whole chain and now we can say for also for the pigs it's okay. For the cows it was already okay. For the chicken, it was okay, but not for the pigs. So now it, that's also okay. But the price will be higher, and that's, uh, we think it's also very interesting what's going to happen. Because we don't mind people eating less, me- and less meat. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of um, plant-based uh, uh, other possibilities in our shops. So uh, maybe uh, it, it's, uh, it helps also in the awareness that you're... Uh, you are eating something that's very um, has a lot of uh, uh, a very high value. Yeah, well, and it sounds like obviously there's always you know room for improvement everywhere in the, the things that you mentioned. But um, you know what you said with the butcher, it does feel like you Odin as a company really stays true in their values. To you know that we didn't feel that this was right for the pig, so we switched. Do you feel that? Um, there's room that you can do better with that, or do you feel that that's something that Odin, you know, succeeds at? Um, you mean uh, following our principles? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of course, like, you can always do better being a more sustainable company. You know, I think, yeah. and as individuals, but any company can always do better. But in staying true to what your value and what your mission is, uh, you know, is that an area where you feel like you're concrete in that? Yeah, I think I think we're doing we're doing quite well. I don't. Sometimes you have to um, to compromise, um, but but we we say it, you never you should never compromise under your uh, under a certain level. If it goes under that level, you shouldn't do it. Um, and I think we're we're quite um, quite straight in that. Yeah. So, but then we think you have this level, so you don't want to go under it. But what you like to do is develop. So you want to uh, make it better. And um, then there are a lot of possibilities yeah. to make it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. And Never you... a dull moment. No. <laughs> and, and do you as a, do you have a personal mission at Odin, something you are very passionate about, a specific topic that you want to change? Or that you work on? Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, that's quite uh, how you call it, a uh, 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 quite actual theme for me. <laughs> um, I think what what I think is important that um, we really uh, that's what the things that I've been thinking about this summer. Well, um, what we really want to do is not change the game but we want to uh, uh, show people that that there can be a different game and um, and w- my personal mission is that I, I would be very happy if more people um, uh, get inspired by that um, 
they they don't have to uh, to come to Odin. Of course, I would let, be very happy if they come to Odin, but I don't mind if they only get inspired and start doing something else that's, that's in the same direction. Um, but that's my personal mission. I think that, that uh, I, I would... I hope that more people um, start doing things that make the world nicer and better and healthier. And I think with with the uh, climate problems, the biodiversity problems, it's it's very um, urgent actually. So sometimes um, my personal team is maybe that I sometimes feel I don't um, um, I should I should do more. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, we should go uh, faster or make more impact. So um, that's my team. Yeah, mm. inspire maybe. Yeah, uh, some people get depressed. They think, well, uh, what I uh, I can do only little, just so it ma- makes no sense. Everything makes sense. Everything you do, uh, even it, if it's very small. Uh, so you start doing something, and then you're moving and when you start moving uh, things will happen so uh, i think that's my that's my personal mission nice i agree i was uh, just talking to a friend this morning about how you know taking little sustainable actions um, i was trying to actually recount like in the last like since january what sustainable actions have i taken that i could remember and i was looking at the list and i was thinking that the list should actually have been a little bit longer <laughs> Uh, but then I was looking at the list thinking, you know, actually a lot of the things that I do now have just kind of become habits. So they didn't actually feel like a, a checkbox, like, Hey, I did this, you know, it's just become natural, naturally a habit now. Um, and I think that, yeah, what you said, you know, every one person making, making a little bit of difference. Um, would, would you say that actually that that is one of the largest, like, uh, struggles that the organic food industry faces in terms of you know like getting more people to buy organic food or in your eyes what do you see as the the largest hurdle for people to to switch to an all organic or uh, more sustainable food yeah i think um when when i read for example on facebook sometimes the the reactions on on posts um, I think some people don't um, um, don't see the problem. Uh, uh, so maybe it's the big. We're too kind sometimes, so we don't want to be uh, unkind about um, people who uh, pollute uh, pollute the water or um, the, uh, uh, make the soil. Um, dry and uh, dead um, and sometimes I think we should maybe a little bit less kind uh, to show people that there is a problem and there is also a solution um, and and the denial but it's also with the climate problem the denial is maybe the biggest problem yeah. and, and so mm-hmm. one part the, um, don't some people don't don't have the awareness but then when they have the awareness there are also people and um, I think in the uh, in the 
politicians, uh, there are also a lot of people, they, they, um, after the awareness, they come into denial. Uh, and um, that's not really helping. Yeah, yeah. Or, they fear, or they freeze or are overwhelmed. Um, but what do you think that you as an organic food co-op can do to educate consumers or even uh, attract new cost- customers? How do you do that? Is it, yeah. Yeah, well, we we think about that, of course, but um, my new uh, strategy idea is actually uh, you have this film where these, uh, that's maybe a bit funny uh, uh, when I tell it, but you have this film where the, um, where penguins are locked in the, in the, in the South Pole. Um, Oh, in the South Pole. (laughs) Yeah, there's a a big uh, ice, uh, block uh, and they can't come out of the valley and then in the end of the movie all these uh, penguins that and, and other animals come to to rescue these penguins and they start dancing and with this trembling um actually they break down the wall but my idea is we have now um, about 13,000 members we have a lot of customers so maybe if we all start uh, trembling a little bit, mm-hmm. then uh, maybe something starts moving. So um, I'm uh, uh, with other people, of course, thinking about how we can uh, start uh, this moving. Keep trembling. maybe you can uh, yeah maybe you can send us the movie later because I'm curious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, after after look up, it's um it's a child movie, and but I I had to think about it. I always like. To, to make sort of a connection with with uh, uh, with something I've seen, so I'm uh, um, uh, always make I always make combinations with things I see. Uh, so also you have this uh, Narnia film. I don't know if you know that these children mm-hmm. go to their uh, uncle, I think, and then they go into this closet, and then a new world opens. And I always say uh, that our products in the shop should should have this. Is opening so you step into the shelf and then you can have a look at at how this product is uh, made and then you come back and then you can buy it so Mm -hmm. something like that of course it's not possible but it would be nice and it's the same with these penguins it's not about the movie it's actually about that when you are with a lot of people you can uh, you can uh, do a lot Uh, if you all do a little you can do a lot yeah yeah cool and, um, and so they can they can uh, inspire other people uh, to to start doing that's the idea yeah yeah i'm a firm believer in that in the the ripple effect i like to call it but i like i like the penguin dancing <laughs> the trembling better <laughs> That's nice. Um, so I think, you know, we have a couple of questions uh, about COVID and, you know, how have you seen that or have there been any trends um, that you've seen more people shopping organic or less people or more people interested um, or what have you seen in terms of, uh, you know, organic food shopping with COVID? Yeah, no, we saw more people buying organic. So it cool. wasn't the whole organic market. Um what, what's also interesting is that uh, less people bought organic in supermarkets, but more people bought organic in uh, specialized shops oh, and, wow. and also online. Um, 
And uh, I was wondering how many of these new customers would stay after the COVID went a little bit down. Um, and I think the, what you see is that the customers are still there, but they buy a little bit less because they do other things as well. So they go out for dinner again, or they buy a coffee uh, at a coffee uh, shop around the corner, for example. But um, uh, for us, it was um, an important period, but also because more people start to become interested in um, healthy food. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we, we, we've got a lot of new, uh, new customers and also other organic shops. We know they also had the same, uh, same effect. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome to hear actually. Yeah. A lot of a lot of time spent at home. I mean, I know it's obviously been a difficult period, but that's uh that's cool to hear that more people have shopped organic in that time. Yeah. And it's funny because we have uh we, ha we don't have really uh some shops are a little bit too small, but we don't have really the the massive busy shops that's not really our kind of shops so that helped us uh, that people liked to come to our shop because it was not so uh, crowdy or yeah so that was a wait in line yeah, exactly. at yeah. for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah yeah but i think that uh, um, in being interested in, in more healthy food i think that's uh, was one of the main reasons actually that to come to our shops yeah. You know, do you think that people having to to cook like three meals a day kind of had to do with that? Because I know I love cooking personally, but I know that I have a lot of friends and colleagues who don't enjoy it as much. And so the fact that they now had to like cook for themselves three times a day was uh, like really, uh, you know, like a, a struggle. Um, do you think that that had something to do with it? Or how, why do you think that was? Yeah, I think the, the people... Um... Uh, ate more, but they were more at home, so um, they had also more time. Uh, often we didn't have more time because we were very busy, but they <laughs> yeah. had more time. Um, and um, yeah, we're not really in the uh, uh, for you don't go to Odin for really convenient f food, so we don't have a lot of ready meals or things like that. But we do have a lot of recipes. So our recipe uh, site on the website, uh, a lot of people went there. We saw the amount of people going to uh, our recipes has grown also. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's funny because a lot of um, restaurants also started delivering things you had to cook yourself at home. So I think the, 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 the cook yourself uh, has become uh, uh, more important again. And, and that's good for us because we're really a, a cook yourself uh, company. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I personally find the recipes very inspiring when you're out of ideas in the kitchen. So I also am a big uh, user of this, uh, this page. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not they're not uh, all difficult. So uh, no. sometimes you have uh, very difficult recipe uh, sites, but the, we, you can choose. Sometimes it's very complex. Sometimes very simple, but it's always okay. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, Catherine, do you think we can switch to the last part or did we miss an important question you still want to ask? No, I think uh, I think we can go to the last part. It's been great so far. Yes, uh, really interesting. Uh, Merle, so uh, we have three questions that we plan to ask every single guest. Uh, so you uh, are the first one. Um, and the first question, uh, what is one thing that an individual can change today uh, to help make an impact? Buy organic. Of course, uh, that was very... <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, second thing, uh, what is the last thing that you ate? Spaghetti. Mm. <laughs> With what kind With... of sauce? Uh, no sauce. It was a spaghetti with uh, spinach and mushrooms and what else? Uh, pepper and um, oat um, cook. Uh, how do you call it? Like oat cream. Yeah, oat uh, cream. Yeah. Very nice. Sounds very good. <laughs> yeah, but it was a leftover. Mm, nice. Sounds, was sounds my, really nice. What's my lunch? <laughs> and, uh, okay, last question. What's something that you struggle with re regarding sustainability? Uh, I, think, I, I think packaging is a very difficult subject. Hmm. Um, because you need packaging uh, sometimes, um, because without packaging, some things are not possible. Um, but you don't want to have to, uh, all the waste. Um, um, and you don't want to uh, use um, uh, sources that are not uh, renewable. But on the other hand, if you use sources that are renewable, that's also not, uh, it's not always uh, okay. Or um, um, sometimes uh, products are grown on the field to make a package from it. And it's also a bit difficult. So I think the whole packaging, I'm not so, um, uh, yeah. I, think, I, I think it's very complex. Yeah. yeah, I hate to see like broccoli wrapped in plastic. Yeah, that's stupid anyway. Yeah. 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 Any any vegetable wrapped in plastic just Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you wrap it in plastic because there's uh you have that's in the supermarket because it's besides another product that's for yeah. example not organic. Yeah. And you have to show it's organic and you can only do that for example by wrapping it in a plastic yeah. with a sticker on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a that's a hard one. Um yeah, but cool. Those were the last three questions. So love that. Um, you know, if people have more questions uh, about Odin or about how they can get involved, uh, what should they do? Where should they go? Um, well, they can, of course, have a look on the website, uh, www.odin.nl or uh, come to uh, one of our shops. Um, maybe have a look in our agenda if there's, uh, a happening you can come to. Ah, you like also that. you also organize events, or is this a calendar with interesting events in the sector? No, it's uh, for example, we this summer we had some uh, excursions on our farm. We also have a farm where we grow uh, seeds, so we don't grow vegetables, but we uh, grow seeds. And um, 
they were so um, uh, so busy that we decided to uh, organize another uh, uh, excursion. And this autumn we will organize some more uh, uh, events again. With, with, with Corona it was not possible, but now uh, we started again. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to look one of those up. <laughs> Maybe uh, yeah. Isabel and I can go take a tour. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, but we also have courses. We have also, oh, I, there are a lot of things I didn't tell. We also have bees. <laughs> so we, we have bees on farms. Oh, cool. So um, we have a full-time beekeeper and he uh, takes care together with farmer, of course, with, uh, on, with, uh, of the bees on, on some organic farms. Uh, we have 27 locations where we have bees and um, uh, he also gives uh, courses or as, as some also online. So cor- for example, a short course about bees, it can be a longer course, how to become a beekeeper. Um, so also we do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot a lot of things to, to tell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we will definitely check it out and I hope our listeners will too. Uh, thank you very, very much for coming uh, to our podcast. It made me, um, it was very inspiring and it made me also en- enthusiastic for the, the follow-up and the, the next episodes. Okay. Well, thank you. And um, well, good luck with the next uh, podcasts. Yeah. Thank you. It yeah. was uh, it was awesome to have you on as our, as our first guest. I think it was a, a great chat and uh, yeah, I hope the listeners will, will also love it. It inspired me as well. And I got to learn a lot of new fun stuff. So that's great. Okay. Well, thank you. Cool. Thank you, Marilyn.